welcome to the Love Yourself Naked podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Glubish, and I've been working with women for over two years to help them ditch the diet mentality, find food freedom, and gain a body confidence that they never knew was possible. There is so much information out there about how to eat, how to exercise, and how to live a healthy lifestyle. My goal on the show is to help answer all your questions and provide you the tools you need to live in peace with food and love your body. So if you are ready to discover what it's like to live a life without obsession, you are in the right place. Now let's get to the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today, we are going to be chatting about what you can expect when you stop dieting. And there's actually something else that came up today that I'm just going to ad lib in here. So I actually had originally three things that I was going to tell you about, but I'm going to add a fourth one because I was having a conversation about this with somebody today. So get ready for a little freestyle action in here. Normally, I plan my podcast episodes out in advance just so I can make sure I'm really intentional with the information that I'm communicating and everything that I'm chatting about. As you guys know, I like to throw in a lot of extra research studies and scientific papers, and I just really like to make sure that the information I'm giving you is as much of the whole picture as it possibly can be, and that you are just feeling so equipped and knowledgeable coming out of each episode. So buckle up, because today is going to be a good one. We're going to be talking all about what happens when you decide to reject the diet mentality and embark on a food freedom journey to become an intuitive eater. Before we get into that, I have super exciting news. Food Freedom Approach is live. And what is Food Freedom Approach, you ask? It is my new custom-designed one-on-one coaching package that incorporates my three-step proven method to transform your relationship with food from dieting to intuitive eating. And this program walks you through everything that we're going to talk about today in more depth and with more personalization, because as I'm probably going to mention a number of times in this episode, everyone's journey is different and learning to eat intuitively is not like following a diet. It's not a one-size-fits-all And anything to do with health or wellness honestly shouldn't be because you are not a one-size-fits-all human. You are a unique being with individual experiences and genetics and a lifestyle that simply cannot be compared to anyone else's. So if right now or after you finish listening to this episode, you are like, yes, Chels, I need this. I am ready to step through the fear of change and not waste any more of my life trying to shrink my body and fight my body and obsess about everything I put into my mouth. You can check out the show notes for the link to the program application, or you can message me personally if you have any questions and just want to chat about whether or not this is the right option for you, because it might not be. And I will be totally transparent about that. And I am never going to take on a client that I don't think is the right fit because it's not going to be for everyone. But if your goal is to feel confident and not be stressed around food, to not feel out of control around food or struggle with binge eating or feel like you're always doing something wrong because the scale just keeps going up and up and up, girl, I am here for you. Okay, now that you know about all that excitement, which P.S., if you are interested, get those fingers moving and shaken to inquire because I only take a very limited number of clients at a time because of how much attention and accountability you get. So make sure that you snag your spot. Okay, now let's dive into the episode. So before I chat about what to expect when you stop dieting, let's just do a quick refresher on what food freedom is. So food freedom is the opposite of dieting. Food freedom is one of the goals of breaking up with diet culture, and it is part of intuitive eating. So food freedom essentially means that you are able to eat all foods without guilt or anxiety about your choices. 
but it also means that you are eating in a way that feels good mentally and physically. So while you're no longer following food rules and making things off limits, you're also not just eating quote unquote crap all day. And I feel like this is a huge misconception about intuitive eating and food freedom. Like when people think about food freedom, they just think, okay, well, if I can eat whatever I want, then I'm just going to eat like an asshole. And I'm just going to have cookies and pizza and chips and candy and ice cream all day. And I just want to emphasize that food freedom means no food rules, but it doesn't mean that we are not taking our health into consideration. So intuitive eating is anti-diet, but it is not anti-health. And I'm going to talk more about that in a little bit here. Um, but when we're talking about food freedom, we're talking about no food rules, which also means that there are no words like portion, balance, moderation to be used. Because while intuitive eating is at its core a balanced approach, oftentimes when we're using those words, we're still coming from a place of restriction. So if you are allowing yourself to have ice cream, but only one scoop, or you're allowing yourself to eat the deep fried food, but you can't go for seconds, you're still restricting. And that's not food freedom. One of the principles of intuitive eating, a very important principle that I talk a lot about with my clients is called gentle nutrition. And gentle nutrition is the idea that we are eating both for nourishment and for satisfaction, which means that we are choosing foods that are nourishing, that are giving us lots of nutrients and are helping keep us alive and keep us strong and healthy. But we're also choosing foods that we enjoy, that satisfy that taste factor. Those are going to be the foods that you might think of as quote unquote crap or bad. And this is going to look different for everyone. And certainly cookies and pizza are a part of this, but it doesn't mean that that's all that you're eating all day. It just means that you can keep cookies on the counter and not be thinking about them all day and then proceed to eat them all at once when nobody's looking and then lie about it and say that you threw them out. Been there. Obviously speaking from experience here. Food freedom and intuitive eating can essentially be thought of as the same thing, but food freedom is what we gain from intuitive eating. You cannot have food freedom while you are dieting. Food freedom, again, means no food rules. Diets always have rules that make you feel some degree of guilt or shame for eating certain things. So in a nutshell, intuitive eating is a non-diet approach that aims to help remove the feelings of shame associated with eating and the unhealthy behaviors that accompany trying to control our weight, such as binge eating and restricting. So some of the biggest hesitations and fears that I tend to hear when I talk to people about intuitive eating, about this whole concept of, you know, just listening to your body and eating without food rules are number one, this is probably the biggest one, is the fear of weight gain. This is absolutely a totally incredibly valid fear. And I just want you to know that if you are in this space and you are like, I'm so scared to stop dieting, to stop controlling my food, to stop monitoring every single thing I put into my mouth because I'm afraid of what's going to happen to the scale. I'm afraid that people are going to think I've let myself go, that I'm going to be, you know, too heavy. I'm going to be in an unhealthy weight range. I'm going to have chronic pain. All of those fears are so, so, so valid. And I talk a lot about this in the podcast episode titled Overcoming the Fear of Weight Gain. I'll make sure I link that in the show notes for you. And briefly, I will just say that weight gain and weight loss are not behaviors, but we often talk about them as if they are. Binge eating is a behavior. Restriction is a behavior. Portion control is a behavior. And what we know about weight gain is that dieting is the number one predictor of it. 
whether that is keto, intermittent fasting, um, counting calories, tracking your food, tracking your macros, going on something like, you know, the Jenny Craig diet or Weight Watchers or Noom, all of those things are diets and dieting is the number one predictor of weight gain. And it's interesting because I can almost guarantee that whoever you are listening to this, you probably already know that because you've probably already done a diet that maybe worked for you, but then you gained the weight back. Maybe you gained more back and then maybe you tried another diet and the same thing happened. You saw results and then you gained the weight back and maybe you gained even more back. And maybe you've been through multiple cycles like that. But when we diet, we are restricting, which leads to binging. And at its core, the fear of weight gain comes from our core fat phobic beliefs. So one step of becoming an intuitive eater is challenging those beliefs. I will also say that unless you are significantly under your set point weight, you are very unlikely to just keep gaining and gaining and gaining. The reason that you might fear this could happen is because you don't trust yourself and your body doesn't trust you. And every time that you go off of a diet, you end up binge eating and gaining all of that weight back. And so I'm going to talk more about this in a little bit. The other fear that I hear come up when thinking about trying intuitive eating is the statement. I've been trying to listen to my body and allow myself to eat all the foods, but I just keep eating all of the things, the cookies, ice cream, cake, candy. What am I doing wrong? And so this is describing that out of control feeling, which is often coming from a fear of being unhealthy, again, a fear of gaining weight and all of the other diseases or conditions that may accompany just eating cookies and ice cream all day. So more on this in a bit as well. And then the last fear I hear most often is the fear of failure, not knowing what to do, you know, thinking maybe, yeah, intuitive eating sounds great. Food freedom sounds great, but Like, how do I do it in a healthy way? How do I do it without eating cookies and candy and ice cream all day? Maybe trying it out and having it not work, looking like a failure. Maybe looking like you've let yourself go because you're no longer being strict with your diet. And other people are so used to you being strict with your diet. So it's maybe an experience of an identity crisis that might come from being the person who never touches treats from the bakery or anything with sugar in it, who always gets their salad dressing on the side and no sauce on their burgers and the lettuce bun. And maybe you transition from being that person to the person who enjoys a nice waffle cone from the local ice cream shop and you post about it on Instagram or Facebook. This was me. I was that person who healthified everything, who got their dressing on the side, who ordered things with no cheese because there was too much fat, who weighed her peanut butter. I did all of those things. And this identity crisis, when you shift out of that space into a space of intuitive eating is a very real experience, but also something that will pass. So now keeping those fears in mind and any other reservations that you may have about intuitive eating and letting go of dieting, let's talk about what to expect when you do stop dieting and some of my tips on how to make this the easiest transition possible. So the first thing that you can expect when you stop dieting is you will probably want to eat all of the foods, all of the crap food that you haven't let yourself eat for however many months or years because it's bad, you're going to want all of it. This is because your brain and body have been trained to think, I never get to eat this stuff and I know that I probably won't get it again for a long time, so I've got to get as much in now while I have it. And as long as you continue to restrict those foods, whether you're keeping them out of the house or limiting how much you have and really, really trying to portion control or just not letting yourself have them at all, 
you are going to continue to feel this way about them. You will crave them and you will eat all of the things when you get the chance. So this response when you stop dieting is expected, but how we get past it is by letting it happen and letting it happen again and again. And it might only take a couple of times for your body to adapt and start trusting you again, or it might take a handful of times. Everyone's different. But the key is that you cannot restrict. And I know that's so scary because I think that we look at that experience as a failure. We think, okay, well, I tried the intuitive eating thing and all I did was binge. However, that is part of intuitive eating. That is part of the transition from dieting to food freedom. That is to be expected. It's like breaking a bone and the bone has to be reset in order for it to heal. That reset is going to hurt like a bitch, but then the bone is gonna heal properly. Alternatively, you don't get it reset and you're living with chronic pain and maybe a disability for the rest of your life because your bone didn't heal properly. While it may not feel great to eat ice cream all day, every day, it's something that is normal when you start to move from dieting to food freedom. It's part of that healing process. And it's something that won't last because your body will learn what makes it feel the best, which is not going to be a Ben and Jerry's diet. This whole process of the food freedom journey, this experience of binge eating, of eating all of the things is truly such an important learning piece. And speaking from experience, I will just validate that it was super uncomfortable and I cried and I went back and forth so many times before I finally was just like, fuck it, give me the ice cream. And I had to sit with those experiences. I had to let it happen and I had to not restrict the following day. So what I'm telling you with this point is to honor your cravings, fully indulge in them because ultimately that is the only way to get past them. All right. Number two, the second thing that you can expect when you stop dieting is that it's going to take time. Unlike a diet that might promise you results in 30 days, this journey is exactly that. It's a journey. I'll use the healing bone analogy again. When there has been enough damage done, the healing takes time. The wounds that diet culture leaves are not just a surface level paper cut. They are deeply ingrained. So the truth that you probably don't want to hear is that we cannot just unlearn everything diet culture has taught us overnight. How many rules have you been following? How long have you been ignoring your hunger and cravings and fullness? Do you even know what those feel like anymore? And so whenever someone says that they've tried intuitive eating and it didn't work, I always ask for how long? Did you only try it until you binged once and then you decided that it wasn't working because you ate two pints of ice cream in one sitting? If it's only been a week or a month or even a few months, my response is to just keep going. You're not doing it wrong. You just need to keep going. It is a hard ass journey that can take years. I would say for me, it's been about a five-year journey for many reasons. I, I did it myself. And so there was a lot of trial and error that was navigating it all without guidance. Um, I've had clients, however, that have worked with me and seen immense transformation in just three months. So it's definitely not to say that with support, you can't progress faster. And also it's not to say that there aren't going to be so many wins along the way and wins that you might not even notice. And I think those are so important to celebrate. And again, this is a reason why it's so helpful to have that support and accountability. Some of the little wins that I've pointed out in some of my clients that you might be able to notice in yourself as you go through your food freedom journey are things like being able to honor your cravings, eating breakfast the morning after a binge when normally you might've restricted, not doing a workout to hit a certain number of calories burned, not even looking at the number of calories burned, stopping when you're full, 
even just starting to recognize feelings of fullness and hunger and honoring both of those are huge wins. Anytime I hear a client tell me that they were full and they stopped eating, I'm like, the fact that you even were able to recognize that you were full is a win in and of itself. And there's so many more. But the point of this is to say that you can expect a journey, a beautiful journey with a real light at the end of the tunnel, not a false glimmer of hope that diets provide you. So stick it out. If you feel like you're doing it wrong, you are probably doing it right. Okay, number three, your timeline and your journey will not look the same as anyone else's. With most diets, there's often a similar sequence of events for most people. You get started, you might see some drastic results initially, and then they taper off, and then you start to get overwhelmed and hungry, and your cravings settle in, and you start binging, and then you quit. And then maybe a couple months later, you start a new diet. So the thing with diets is that they are a one-size-fits-all. It's always the same promise and it's the same path to get there. They're very all or nothing. You're either all in or you're not. Rather than going all in with intuitive eating, it's important to tackle it one step at a time. And your first step is going to look different than my first step and your neighbor Susie's first step. When I first tried intuitive eating, I tried the all in approach because coming from diet culture, I was very much of the mindset that I've got to be all in or I'm not committed. I'm not disciplined. And if I'm not all in, then I'm going to cheat, you know, and I'm not going to be as committed. And when I did this, when I went all in on intuitive eating, I failed miserably, like full on face plant, belly flop, because I was like, holy fuck, I cannot handle how out of control this feels. So instead, I slowly started to reintroduce my fear foods, the foods that made me feel out of control, the foods that I had made off limits, the things that I had cut out of my diet, things like butter and peanut butter I was really restrictive about. I used to have like that powdered peanut butter instead because it's lower in calories. Um, I started reintroducing dairy products and gluten products and sugar instead of just you know sweeteners or using fruit as a sweetener. But I started doing this one at a time. I started slowly removing diety practices like weighing and tracking my food, working out for calories burned, only eating at certain times of day. And regardless of how fast or slow you take it, you have to honor your hunger and cravings and avoid restriction. That is a must. So just know, again, your timeline and your journey will look different than anyone else's. So the worst thing that you can do is play the comparison game. And if you're struggling with this, if you're struggling with feeling like you're on the right track or not knowing what your next step is, please reach out and ask for help. That is what I'm here for. The last thing that I have here that you can expect when you stop dieting. And this literally just came up today. Um, so it's kind of, it, it, it's a little bit offside, but it is something that I hear a lot of people experience. And it is a trend in wellness culture right now is gut health. And so one thing that you can expect when you stop dieting is that your gut is going to be on the struggle bus. This is because when you are dieting, you are restricting certain things. So you are not feeding your gut microbiome the way that they are used to being fed, the way that they need to be fed. So they are lacking a lot of the nutrients that they need to do their jobs. And basically, when it gets to that point, when you're dieting, when you're restricting certain foods, when you're not eating on a regular basis, 
your gut microbiome kind of just say all systems shut down. So then once you start eating those foods again, once you start eating more and more regularly and reintroducing those off-limit foods, it is going to take a little bit of time for your gut microbiome to adjust. So you can expect that you might experience symptoms of IBS. I know that that was the diagnosis that I was given because they didn't have any other explanation. I didn't have Crohn's. I didn't have any allergies. There was nothing else going on. And all that it was in hindsight was the result of years of dieting and restriction. So keep that in mind as well. There are, of course, a number of other experiences that you will have on your journey, but these are going to look different for everyone. The three, sorry, four that I touched on today are kind of the across the board, this is what you can expect, and this is how to work through it. And again, I'm here to be your biggest cheerleader along the way. So if you need any more support with this, click on that application link in the description or shoot me a message on Instagram and I will get you all filled in on what food freedom approach is all about to see if it is the right fit for you. I hope that you got value from this episode and I will catch you on the next one. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you guys got value from the show, I would love for you to rate and share it. And if you have any questions about the conversation today, you can always find me on Instagram or Facebook at Chelsea Glubish. Catch you on the next one.